When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick Roycey, where do you want to start on this Monday? I want to start with what I just saw on the TV screen here. Yep. Dak Prescott's surgery... Went very well. I'm still waiting for the guys that say, yeah, uh, we gave him surgery, and I don't know if he'll ever walk again. <laughs> but, you know, I wish I'd done the right ankle. I thought I'd, I'd screwed I got, You know, I, he was pointing down to his ankle, and I operated on the wrong one. I'm sorry. You know, he'll never play again. We're going to have again. to give it another go. I never, he'll never play again. You know who's really an unimpressive lout that I never realized how unimpressive he's gotten? Mike McCarthy. He's a babbling idiot. <laughs> Did you hear him talking? He can't say a sentence. You know, no, no. what has what? happened to him? I, I, maybe it's the man. I think he's so paranoid about coaching for Jerry because he, you know, he had pretty much free reign over there. And I mean, he had Ted just telling him you play these players yeah. in Green Bay, and he had to feud with Rogers a little bit. But down there, he's, he's like paranoid. He was afraid to say anything, and then you, yeah, I, I don't know. Plus, he's. He's he looks like he's put on the pandemic twenty five like the rest of us do. He's oh yeah, enormous. I think he did. He's, yes, he's enormous. Uh, one other thing, by the way, this is completely off off what we're going to talk about. But I clicked over to the senior golf yesterday because the lumpster was in it. Yeah, you know, was in contention for a while. Now the lumpster's looking big, but Darren Clark, my God, Darren. Yeah, that that's not the what happened, you know. Derek Clark, he won the British Open about five years ago. God Almighty, <laughs> he's enormous. I thought it was Lumpy. I thought I was watching Lumpy. He's gained, see if I can find him. He's gained more in the pandemic than I have. You'd have to get the video of him playing yesterday because I. Oh yeah, the pictures here. Yeah, he's skinny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all oh, those are that's not the Clarky. You know, Clarky always liked his whiskey, and now that he's a senior, he doesn't really care about. Uh, but he's got the, oh, yeah. you know, as us fat guys do, he's got the shirt hanging out. Uh, you know, well, when, when nothing wrong with that. When you're playing golf with the shirt hanging out instead of tucked in, you know you're too damn fat. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Darren Clark. Okay, Vikings <laughs> last night. That's the best they got. Yeah. That's the best they are going to play all season. Yeah. Uh they were they kicked their ass. They had the ball uh twice as they the first two weeks they got beat cuz they never had the ball. Mm-hmm. This week they had the ball 40 minutes or what 39 and the Seattle had a 21 and the the plays at one time were what 71 to 29 or something like that. They were way out of whack. Yeah. Yes. And they did everything they had to. They ran the ball down their throats against a bad defense and they controlled the game mm-hmm. and Thielen, they apparently Seattle must have decided they weren't going to let Justin Jefferson catch passes or something. I'm he curious only, about that one. He yes. only caught three. 
But, uh, I mean, they play great. And people want to say, well, they let the lead. Yes. When they gave up 21 points in two minutes, I think it was a minute 51 seconds, right? There was something like that, yeah. Something like that. Yes. And they went down 21 to 13. Who in the great listening audience and watching audience in Minnesota thought it, at that point, thought it was going to be any less than 35 to 20 or maybe worse? It was over, right? Yeah, it felt like it. And then all of a sudden you're down at your other end of the field. And you go get a touchdown. Yep. And then you're down at the three and you drive 97 yards the, to take the lead. The Seattle defense insisted that they stay in that game, though, because that Seattle defense is awful. They're not real good. Which made the game a, fun. They had a couple more guys hurt. But I'm saying the Vikings go 97 yards to take the lead with a touchdown, 18 plays. They don't let Russell have the ball for 10 minutes. I'm with you on what you're and saying. People yes. are complaining. People are complaining that somebody said their offensive line sucks. Well, the, the right guard had a little trouble. But they kicked the crap out of him. They kicked the living bejeebers out of him. Zim is not going and to have a better game plan than he had oh, for that it was against fantastic. Russell Wilson. They wrapped, how many minutes did they, how many plays did the Seattle run the first half? About eight? Yeah, eight or uh, nine, I think. I mean, it was a brutal. It was brutal. It was just a whopping. I can find it. Hold on a second. People who compare it with the game here where Blair Walsh missed a field goal are crazy. Oh, no. That was a physical. No. This was a physical mismatch. And those were those were that two was great those, Seattle defense. Yeah, those were good teams. Yeah, that was this a great is some Seattle. good players. This was, but and not great teams. But this this Seattle team might be better offensively. Than that team, but was. that defense is awful now. No, and you're yeah, right. Back then, it was well. Good. They had all their money invested in defense back then. They had eight Pro Bowlers. Total, uh, total offensive plays in the first half: forty-one for Minnesota, eighteen for Seattle. They had eighteen. Didn't seem like they had eighteen. They what had they what first downs? Four eight, or five, maybe eighteen. A uh, five, fifteen to five on first downs. Vikings, Vikings. had thirty-one first downs and four hundred and forty-nine yards. Yes. Yep. And the backup running back rushed for one hundred and twenty yards. Uh, now, do we think he missed a big hole there because he couldn't make a cut, or did they get in and make the play? No, I think he was supposed to. I think ideally he sees that and goes a little bit more to the right. But my guess is he well, took the. But my guess is he ran in the gap. They told him to run it. But a lot and it of didn't people. Open up. But Dalvin Cook would have seen the yes seen the hole and scored a touchdown. If Dalvin had been healthy, he would have because they that. a lot of people have done a screenshot of that, or a, you know, or somehow they got the twenty two or something. And the hole to the right of the hole he hit is as wide as uh, this studio. You yes. know, it's it's huge. So you know, the guy played great. He runs hard. He's a machine. I mean, he's a he's a tough cut, tough kid. So is Mike Boone, for that matter. But uh, but he missed the hole. So I don't know. I I what 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 makes it great being a fan is this. They lost 27-26, to 26, so you can bitch that Zim didn't kick the field goal. If Zim kicks the field goal and they go down and score, they have, they're now starting at the 25 instead of the 6, right? Mm-hmm. They started at the 6. Mm-hmm. And they go down and score, and then they, they work a little harder on their two-pointer than they did yeah. then. Because they, you know, they've had 15 seconds. So they were, they were, they knew they're going to win anyway. But, and tie it. And then they, then they get the kickoff. If they win the the toss, then why didn't he go for it? They've been running it down their throats all day. All they had to do was make a yard. There's no way the Seahawks could have stopped them. That's the great thing. That's what I would have said. That's the great. (laughs) I would have done that. That's the great thing about being a fan. Whatever the guy does that gets you beat is wrong. You just don't have to decide until the game's over. We can't lose. Somebody said on Twitter a couple of weeks ago said to me, and you know, have you ever been wrong about anything? And I said, not in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> not not when I not when I knew what happened. I've never been wrong, and that's the. What's your famous line? To, was, was it Tice who was complaining to you about? 
something and you said, Mike, we always win. <laughs> yes, right. I said, you either retire. I said, you either get run out. <laughs> he said, I, I either retire or die. Beyond, except for that, I win. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I win, Mike. It's uh, yeah, I told him that we win. You leave, you get yeah, fired. Yeah, you, you get, get yeah. fired. We keep going. Red doesn't come for us. <laughs> no, no, we got a union. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, you're right though. That's as well as they can play. Mm-hmm. Lynn called me up one day and was complaining about something, even though we got it. He says, "What? What is your philosophy?" I said. If you win, it's the other team's fault. If you lose, it's your fault. <laughs> I said it's simple, <laughs> which is not true. But uh, but I was de- I became I was a big Viking defender on Twitter last night because they choked. No, they didn't choke. That you got the best quarterback on the planet throwing a bullet, and Anthony Harris is all over the guy, and he makes the catch. And he's he's a great he's a monster. They didn't well, choke. And that defense is not as good as that defense played last night. No, no, they played great. They played really well for a defense that isn't even close to what it used to be. No, uh, but Seattle is uh, it, it. It's got to be very difficult for Pete, who was a defensive coach, and they've had to spend all the money on Russell, right? Yep. To have. To look at this defense now and see now, and one thing, this Jamal Adams that they went and got is supposed to be a killer, mm-hmm. and he didn't play. But uh, they're not exactly one defensive back away from being a good defense. And Dunbar left the game too, right? Their yeah, best he, corner. He left, and I think he came back with cramps yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but but Jamal Adams ain't the answer for that defense. They're they're not gonna they're not. Although in the new modern NFL, where now they're starting to call some more holding again, huh? Because they, 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 they went weeks. Oh, yeah. They went weeks without calling any holding. They made some shaky holding calls. By the way, I love this. Don't call holding. No, I do, I'm too. a much happier fan. Yeah. But that Samaya kid kind of gotten robbed on that lad. That one of them didn't look that bad, right? Samia, Samaya. What, the block? On a block or what? On one of, one of the holding penalties. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just can't play, but... They're trying to force so him in there. So where's Ezra? That's what we want to know. I mean, what the, he's your number one draft choice. You're, you know, I know he didn't have trading camp and all that, he but will, but yeah. if your starter is hurt, your number one draft choice should at least be able to be the backup, shouldn't he? Well, and why wouldn't you flip um, Dakota Dozier, who's not great, from left to right guard, and then have Ezra play left guard because he's a left tackle by trade. But I think he can play left guard. I, I wouldn't have him play right guard, but there'd although, be a way to get him in there. Although the Unless way, you think he's awful. All the way the, the way Dakota and Riley Reef kicked the crap out of that side of the side of the Seattle defense, which is obviously bad yesterday, you're probably not going to change that around. No, right? but if you're going to leave Samia there, you're going to yeah, guard. Anybody can play it for guard. <laughs> See that you you and Spielman are kindred spirits on yeah. this. You and think it, anyone can play guard? Well, if you're, you remember when they went and signed Hutch to the poison pill deal? That's yeah. that's a guard. Yeah, well, that is a guard. But uh, they 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 uh, you know you can't you can't draft Ezra and then say I I got to play Drew here. Who's a well? That's what I don't guy. understand. Yeah. And if Ezra's that bad, he really probably shouldn't have been taken in the second round. No. But who? how do they make that decision, if he can play or not? Has he even been active? Uh, yes, I think he's been active a few times. Mm-hmm. He has not played a snap yet. Well, the question is this. So he's drafted, and he's going to eventually, hopefully for his sake, play left tackle. But they trained him at left guard during training camp. So was he just so bad there? that they think he's unplayable. And if they think he's worse than Samia is at right guard, he is terrible. <laughs> like, this isn't a... Uh, well, true, Samia's pretty good. I never thought we would pine for the return of Pat Elfline, Patrick. No. I, I saw Mark Craig's piece today. He said, uh, what do you think of Elfline now? But, uh, you know, uh, if he got... 
if Samia couldn't hold up against this collection, uh, he could have some troubles in the future. That's for sure. Yeah. Who do they play next? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. New coach. Did they name Raheem? I'm yes. guessing they named Raheem. Raheem right. was named uh, yeah. the in- interim coach for the Falcons. Uh, Raheem Morris. I don't think. But once again, you get to take on a terrible defense, right? Yes, this and their secondaries uh, their secondaries decimated too. Yeah. They, oh, that's right. I saw. I, They've I lost watched a, ton a little bit the other week. They're all hurt. Boy, it's amazing. And I mean, we we always got a lot of injuries, but it seems like there's more than ever there's with the no oh, training yeah. camp and everything. Yeah. I mean, everybody's these guys are like Delvin last night. Yeah, like groin or Just hamstring. A little, yeah, little little pop, but I bet it's whatever it was. It's sore today than it was mm-hmm. in the second. I bet half it doesn't. Yesterday. I bet it doesn't play for three games. Yeah, three games. They won't. They probably won't DL him. But uh, anyway. Yeah, it was uh, it was a hell of a game, and people are oh, I'm I'm sorry I watched, and uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> this is why you watch. Yes, your team played the best they could, and the best player in the world beat you. You know. By the what way, the if you're a football fan and Wilson gets the ball when and where he he did, weren't you a little bit excited to see it? Oh yeah, that's what I'm I saying. thought to myself. This is good. You know, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, to watch. I don't want him to go four and out. Yeah, I don't me want either. To, you know. Now, if they would have batted the ball away on fourth down, you would have gotten to see Russell at his best and you win the mm-hmm. game. That would have been more fun. Mm-hmm. But you want to see if – because that was not exactly a lovely drive they made of any efficiency. He, he he had to throw that one pass up so Metcalf could adjust and make the catch. Boy, what a stud he is. You know Ooh. the incredible thing about Wilson? You never see any panic. No. I was really surprised the possession they had before the last one, wasn't it? Where he got let himself get sacked that mm-hmm. time. Where they, I mean, they came in and they kept him in the box in there, and that's not easy to do. He they, he got outside and ran. He got he got outside and ran to make plays much more seldom than normal. I thought yes, last night. I they, agree. They kept them. They did, a, they they did a, great, a great job. They had a great yes. plan for him, and they did a know. really good job. And they, you know, they had Harrison Smith up in a line of scrimmage half the night. But it's fourth and ten on, on that last drive, and you you think you'd see a little bit of fluster to him? You, no, there's zero fluster. And he made that. Yeah, you know, I said somebody. Oh, it was a it was a badly thrown ball. Oh, it was a ball thrown the only place he knew he had a six foot four guy who could jump up over Cameron Cameron Dantzler and catch it right. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I mean, he is he is incredible to watch, though, because he's just always the same. Gladney uh, looked pretty good last night, I thought. Gladney's uh, getting better. I think those two young guys, the, I mean, I think the two Dantzler's corners, are getting Dan- better. Dantzler's got a size problem, right? No, Gladney's the smaller Gladney's one. Gladney's the smaller one, okay. Dantzler's the bigger kid. But those guys, I think those guys are improving, and that's the thing is they're going to struggle. It's going to happen. Well, they uh, they played as good as they can last night and got beat. So what the hell? They still, the people are saying, ah, it's over now. Seven teams are going to the playoffs. One team out of the East has to go, but you don't have to worry about any of those three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one conference. The 49ers are terrible because they don't have any players left. Yep. You're probably, who are you going to, Arizona, you're going to get two out of there, right? The Rams in Arizona. Yep. Uh and uh, the East, you're going to get just the one. The South, I guess you got to watch the South because there's that's you know the South will have. You could have one of those years where the like the, the one year way way back when when the Central had three wild cards, I think, or mm-hmm. something like that, or three teams. I think that uh, three wild cards, uh, but I think that that's where you got to look. But they're they could go eight and eight. You know, they get to play the Lions twice and the Bears twice, and they play like they did last night. They, I think they'll win at least five or six. They'll kick the crap out of both of them. I bet they split with Detroit. No, Detroit. I terrible. bet they split with Detroit. No, well, Patricia's awful. Yeah, they're, you're, they're they're no good, and they're playing against a dummy. So He, he is a dummy. Be, he might be next, huh? He might, he, by the time Gaze? you play them. Gaze? Yeah. With the Jets? Yeah. The Jets are awful. Marone in Jacksonville, Collar's guy. He's they're awful. Yeah, what about yeah? But Jacksonville wants to be awful, right? 
Yeah, but Doug Marone's just a another dummy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's true. But Gaze, why he got the second chance is weird. Nobody can figure it out. Who's coaching Miami now? Brian Flores, who's a Belichick disciple. I think he was Belichick's defense. They scored 100 guru. points last night, yesterday. What was that about? They Ryan beat Fitz, the 49ers Ryan Fitzpatrick looked like he was 23. <laughs> they beat the 49ers as bad as they wanted to. It was yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, it was remarkable. I bet if if I was Kyle Shanahan, I'd be a little bitter about those two games I played in MetLife Stadium and came back with half my team, right? Yeah, well, I think it was the first one where they had what, like four guys get said, hurt. Oh, but big, important yeah, studs. Yeah, Bosa got hurt. Uh, by the way, the uh, two occupants of the uh, MetLife Stadium are 0-10. Yeah. I, I read something about how ratings in New York for the NFL are horrible. <laughs> and it's not because of social justice protest. People protesting social justice campaigns by the NFL. Did you watch um, a part of that Jets game because no. the red zone kept cutting into it a little bit yesterday. They are atrocious. Like the Giants aren't good. Yeah, the Jets are awful, <laughs> unwatchable. Yeah, the Giants kind of fight you to the end yeah. and then get beat. Yeah. yeah, the Giants aren't a joke. The Jets yeah. are a joke. You know who's a joke? Dallas. They're terrible. Yeah, they're two and three. I'm they're shocked. terrible. I'm absolutely shocked by that. They're terrible. They were lucked out to win that game. Now they got Andy at QB, and uh, you know, Dex. They had a nice pass at the end of the game yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah, well, Andy isn't terrible. Yeah, he's you know he was playing with the that, but Cincinnati's doing to uh, to Joe Burrow what. Uh, Houston did to that car kid, the first car kid. Getting the, the crap beat kid, out of him. Getting the crap beat out of him. And Cleveland did that, uh, who was the quarterback that they had early in their tenure who would look good early, but he ended up getting beat up so bad. The new Browns? Yeah, the new they Browns. Had a, they well, they, they had uh, Tim Couch early, yeah, early, Couch, early. Not Couch. But he I think, wasn't good. I think I'm thinking of somebody else. But they, uh, you know, you, got, you just let those guys get hammered and it doesn't, do much for they get a little flinchy yeah and he's not a i mean he's a good sized kid but he's not you know darnold might be done now they're already talking about the fact that they they might try and trade him which is hilarious really yes because this is his fault because he's getting killed decided he might not be the guy but they can't if they let gays make that call then they should just be folded yeah it is amazing what a screwed up i don't even know who owns him these days Woody Johnson, who I think might I think have passed, they're selling. That, he died. That, fa- his, that family, I think, still runs. His daughter, I think, is the chairman yeah. of the board or something. Yeah, they are incredibly poorly run. Well, so uh, I watched quite a bit of baseball last night. How was uh, it? Didn't see a it over. Uh, pretty good. But the Rays, they didn't really swing the bats. They're pitching. Blake Snell was mediocre as could be. He went through five innings and was lucky to get through five or maybe four. And he threw 29 pitches the first inning. Mm-hmm. And he, he, like the fourth inning, they must have had 15 foul balls against him. He couldn't get anybody. He was terrible. I mean, he was <laughs> mediocre as hell. Then they got, then they go to John Curtis, former twin, former twin ace. Then they go to uh, I can't remember. There was another guy in who's now, oh that right hander the side armor Thompson. Okay, he gets him out in the seventh. Yep. Then the eighth they bring in Aaron Loop, a lefty who's who's the crappiest lefty the Vikings ever uh, the yes. Twins ever had out of the bullpen. Now give me give me one of their slop balling bullpen oh. lefties. That's this guy. Okay, that's Aaron Loop. All right. He fills the bases up with one out, walks two guys, throws every other pitch in the dirt, sloppy curveball, and Castillo comes in and Gary L hits the first ball out to second base and they get a double play. The first pitch he sees, he hit a double play. So it worked. Then Castillo gets about the ninth. So they win two to one. And you look at it and say, who the hell are these guys? It's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. Here, here it is. Curtis Thompson, Loop, and Castillo. Yeah. What would Loop Castillo's a big kid, too. Oh, yeah. Loop, one out. What? Uh, one out. One third, one hit, one walk, one strikeout. 
No, he had another. Uh, According he, to Vox, might have hit. Oh, he hit the first guy face. Okay, first pitch he threw hit a guy. He was terrible. so. This was two to one, Patrick. Yeah, three fifty time of game. Well, was that? Did it take that long? I thought it was about three and a half. You know, I'm so trained now. It was four. Three fifty. Wow. Two yeah. to one. Two to one. Yeah. You know, it does drive you crazy. And these are the guys. <laughs> these are the guys that brought this to us. These are the guys that the Rays? it was only the spring of 2018 that they first came up with this idea of the that they first promoted oh. the idea of the opener. Yeah. And now everybody does it. Even when you're even your starters are openers, you know, the first sign of trouble. Goodbye. Yeah. And of course, it's worse this year because they're letting everybody have a 28 player roster, yes. which and which they probably need with seven consecutive games. But uh but, uh, you know, they got endless supplies of pitchers to bring in and so you can hook a guy anytime you want to. And I got to think the ratings, the ratings are awful for the, are going to be terrible for the American League because I'm not watching those cheating Astros and then the Rays who got, have no audience at home. Right. I told Reavers this earlier. Last year, Tampa won 90. One, two, three games. I can't remember. Over 90 games. They didn't win the division, but they won 90-some games. Total attendance. Tickets sold, $1.17 million. And this is for a team that the year before, you know, they, they were on a streak again now of making the playoffs and, sure. you know, or we being well over five million. That They're like... How do they stay there? In 2008... They won a World Series. They drew 1.8. And then the next year, they drew 1.8. That mm-hmm. was tickets sold. Mm-hmm. Then they started to... They now... Then they had a four-year streak where they were under 500 and had one really terrible team. But but now they bounce back. And their attendance from what it was before those four losses is down like 500,000. And they've got the, the long-term have, lease there too, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the problem. problem. They can't get in. out till. Nine. They can't get out till 2026. Wow. They were baseball proposed the Montreal yep. Tampa split season, and uh, the mayor of St. Pete said, "Nope, you got a lease. You can't. We're not letting you out." So that's their trouble. If they they want to build a stadium, they want to do it on the other side of the water, in the Tampa side. But <laughs> there's somebody's going to have to give St. Pete a. There's no buyout in it, apparently. There's no set amount of money you can give them to get out of the stadium. Otherwise, you know, Major League Baseball should come to the St. Pete and said, you know, get everybody to throw into the pot and say, uh, you know, what if we give you $50 million? Take some of your TV revenue. What if we give you $50 million? The national TV yeah. chunk. Yeah, I mean, because this guy's, you know, the, the guy who took over in 2000. At the end of 2005, from Vince Namoli, who was an idiot, uh, and has has created this uh, Stuart Steinberg, Steinberg, I think it's a New York, a group of New York investors. But I don't know how they do it, but it's unbelievable. They're they're 40 and 20. Yep. Now they're they did what the Twins can't do, Patrick. They have they not. eliminated those Yankees and danced on the grave. <laughs> yes. Went out and sang New York. New that, was, York. that was just great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, they, they have not blown a lead this year. They have not lost a game they led after seven. Really? And they don't have a Raldus coming in. Oh. They don't have, they don't have Zach Britton and a Raldus. And, Is Cash that good, too? Because he's he, good. He's really he good. He was, what, a bullpen coach in Cleveland? Yeah, they went and got him off. I think Frank Corner staff, and I think yeah. he was the bullpen guy. Or yeah, something. somebody. Yeah, he's they really hired good. him, and I said, I have no idea who this is. He's really good, and he's got a little edge to him, unlike Rocco. You know, I'm sure Rocco's got an edge that we don't see, but yeah. in his public presentation, yes. well, he showed that when he said, "We got a bunch of guys that throw 98." When the Yankees, yeah, Rocco ain't saying when that. A, when a Rawls threw it, Brosa, Brosa. How's that for a great little? Yep. Twist of fate, too. The guy he threw at his head that started all the brouhaha, out of nowhere, he hit 150, he had 150, hits uh, 
And then in the last game against the Yankees, Mike Perez, who's basically the worst hitting Twins catch, Tom Nieto, a left-handed Tom Nieto comes up and hits a home run. You know, they just get it from places that make no sense. No, but imagine if if the Twins ever did what the Rays just did to the Yankees. Oh, yes, yes. They uh, they uh, they don't seem to be frightened no. about that. Well, this year they were eight and two in the regular season, and then so 12 they seem and, to embrace it. Twelve, and then they beat them three out of two, so they're eleven and three against them. I mean, eleven and four against them this year. Yeah, they do. Now they now they got a rivalry. Mm-hmm. The team with the yeah, you're right twenty ninth. The highest payroll in the league now has the rivalry with the and the AL Central team. champions don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but you, uh, you know, Tampa struck out more than any team in baseball this year. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's a different approach than you see from our fellows. Who's there, I Miguel? Uh, I don't think there's one guy that dominates it. But Zanuno, Zanuno strikes out all the time, and he hits 180, but he comes up and hits a home run every once in a while. He got a big hit. You know, he hit a bullet. Yesterday. The outfielder, who who the hell is that? The, the oh, kid that got plays left. From, they got him from the Cardinals. This, uh, Ridiculous. This offseason, he was a Cuban kid who the Cardinals had. I think he hit one home run and played in 30 games or something. And, you know, he got there, and they said, lift, lift and clean, baby. And... Uh, they didn't call him up till August thirty first. He was in the in the whatever we called the B squad, the oh, okay. junior varsity. Well, they didn't call good. him up. They didn't call him up. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good. So, uh, how are we doing in our hockey uh, maneuvers? You like Cam uh, Talbot? Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's an upgrade on Dubnik. And the thing that I like is that Garen's the first guy to come in here. Fenton started, but I love the fact that he's just like we're not bringing guys back. Mm-hmm. And how about Miko's quote from Columbus? Did, did you see that? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a little, uh, a little. Uh, <laughs> Miko was Miko. We were going to retire his number till now, but now it's gone. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he basically said, "I got jealous from seeing all these teams advance in, in the playoffs, and so I want th- that chance." I believe Columbus. If I'm not mistaken, I saw this. I believe in their history, they've won something like one series. Man, that was against the Lightning last year yeah, when they beat yeah. him in the first round. So Miko might have signed with the wrong team. <laughs> but here, but here's the thing: that but makes... he doesn't have Torts anymore. Who's their coach? No Torts. No Torts is, torts is oh, still there. Oh, yeah. that's going to be two perfect. For that's going to be two red ass human beings. <laughs> torts is still there. Yeah. By the way, no Torts had a great. The other foul mouth guy got another job. Lavalette, right? Yeah, Who the Capitals. Just, the Capitals. The Capitals. What are they? What are they doing? How can you? You can never have enough f bombs, Patrick. Yeah, how can you fire uh, Trots and get these two? No, morons? they they let Trots walk because he I wanted know. money, oh, and they, they wouldn't, wouldn't pay him. him. So he wow. said, "See ya." And, and then it, they hired his assistant, mm-hmm. and his assistant wasn't good, and th- no. that's the problem. They should make Ovi player coach. I can see that. I'd love that. And just go out work. and. Go back hey, to player coaches. And after every game, you just drink as much as you possibly That's what I was going to say. Beer on the bench. <laughs> yeah, right. Ovi would have beers Ovi. on the bench. I think Ovi has accomplished all he wants to in hockey, and he doesn't care anymore. He still has What happened to player goals. coaches, though? Player coaches. I don't know. We don't. Managers. Yes. Who used to play? Baseball is the... Well, you can't do it now because you got to have like all these analytic and computer. But baseball is where it's the easiest. You, you know, back in the day, you write out a line of card and let's go get them. Frank Robinson. Joe know. Torrey did it, right? Torrey did with it. Frank Mets? Robinson. Uh, there have been a lot of them. Lou Boudreaux way back when with the oh, Cleveland right. Indians took them to the World Series. And... I believe Boudreaux was the first guy to shift. Really? The famous William the, Shift. Of course, the shift there. Yeah, right. Ted Williams, he did shift. That's right. They'd put the guy at. On the other side, I think of that was the base. first shift in baseball, and he managed to so irritate Ted that he just tried to hit. He never, just because he wanted to prove to Boudreaux he could hit the ball through it, yep. or over it, yep. he never, never took a hit to left field in his life. What, what would have happened if you if if somebody had walked up to Ted and said, "I got hey, this Ted, thing, Ted? Why don't you bunt?" 
take that single. Launch angle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ted, let's talk launch angle. Yeah, right. Ted had launch angle and didn't, didn't call it launch angle. You would have had it. the bat in a place in your body <laughs> where they would have had to remove it surgically. Every season, the Olsons would gather on their dock. With all the weeds and muck, no one would go into the water except for neighbor Larry, who would stand in there to cool off amongst the thick weeds. Hey, neighbors. Larry. But this season, the Olsons dropped a few aquaside pellets into their lakefront. After just one application, the water was crystal clear. And turns out, neighbor Larry is a free spirit and a fan of skinny dipping. Hey, neighbor. Neighbors? Oh, my. Who nude? New. Clear your lake or pond completely. Visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. Yeah, that's, uh, he was, uh, I I told you I had one real meeting with him. Yeah. By accident. Dug out at Winter Haven. I'm waiting to talk to Clemens, right? <laughs> and which was an experience. I had the lineup. He was a young, like the second year there. He was a young guy. Yeah. And Davey, no, wait, was it Clemens, 83? Was Clemens there then? I don't, that might have been before. Have been, I, maybe before. it wasn't. I don't know who. That's I, before. I, I had an interview lined up with somebody. I yeah. don't know who. Yeah. But Dave Engel was the Twins catcher after being an outfielder, which was, a, you know, and then he got the yips and couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher, which is fun to see. Drove Gardner to drink, which wasn't a, was a short drive, by the way. And uh, but Ted went and sat down. He said, "You from sat down?" I was in their dugout, sitting there during BP and waiting for somebody. I don't know who. And he sat down next. I've told you this. And sat down. And says, "You from Minnesota?" I said, "Yeah." And he says, "How's Sid doing?" I said, uh, "He's still alive." <laughs> and I could tell him that now, forty uh, thirty-seven years later. But uh, and then he asked me about. Uh, Engel, of an Engel kid, and it turns out I ended up getting a great piece out of it because Engel's father and Ted were buddies from San Diego, grew up together and were the best of friends, and Engel's dad ran his, would f- drive from California to Lake Lakeville, Lakeville or Lakefield, mm-hmm. Michigan, uh, uh, Massachusetts, and run Ted's camp in the summer, so anyway. But he talked to me, what, you know, maybe 15 minutes, you know, asked me about Engel and other stuff about Minnesota. So. Not too crusty? No, he was fine. He was, uh, and I was at the Chica Lodge. Katie and I stayed there once. It used to be this great little quaint lodge on uh, on Isle Morata. And Ted's fishing house uh-huh. was right over the fence on the other side. Ted was over there, and I always... But I'm sure if you would have driven up the driveway, you might have gotten a shotgun or something. But I, I met the driver. I, I always wanted to drive over there and say, "Hey, Ted, uh, Sid sent me or something," and talk with him. But, but yeah, he was uh, he was an ordinary sob, I guess. Yeah, I always said that the, the legend and the Red Sox for decades had the worst clubhouse in baseball, as far as writers were concerned. Part of it being, I think it was such a small group and there were so many sports writers that all those newspapers, Lynn and Quincy and all, you know, Boston suburbs are way bigger than Boston itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they all had daily Lowell. They all had daily newspapers and they all traveled with the Red Sox and they all covered it. And Did they really? Yeah. Ooh. And they would, that clubhouse was all, you know, as big as this room. And it was just a I think they, I think the fact there was never any room in there, and all these writers were hanging around irritated them. And but they said Ted taught Yaz how to be a prick, and he did a good job, by the way. And then Yaz taught Lynn and Rice how to be a prick, <laughs> and it was it was kind of a a legacy. They passed it on. It was legacy. The oh, Lynn and Rice was you know always had the reputation as the growly, snarly guy. Lynn was a bigger jackass than him. Really? Oh, Lynn was terrible. Lynn was a con. How was Dwight Evans? He was okay. okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't deal with him that much, but Lynn was a condescending, just a, you know. Clemens had to be a yeah, oh, he trip was to deal with. I, I, I did get an interview with him once when he was a young phenom. The Red Sox lined it up for me. And it was one of the most, it was outside their clubhouse sitting on a bench after he'd pitched against them, but he'd worked out. 
he did his post game workout so long that he wanted he knew he had to do this, but he wanted me to leave, but I hung for at least an hour. Right. And then probably got twenty minutes of the most chippy minutes you ever didn't want to give you just wanted to get it over with and you know. But yeah, I I mean beyond that he was you know that again Boston, New York, that uh, wasn't a great place for him because he was, you know, he didn't, right. you know, they, uh, but he was, you know, phenomenal, but grumpy, you know, but uh, supposedly uh, not a, you know, bad guy with teammates or stuff like that. He was just, just right. didn't like the media, especially after the steroid stuff, supposedly. Yeah, that probably didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. No. Not at all. How about all the uh, 2020 Hall of Famers, Patrick? Oh, God, it's terrible. Joe Morgan. Who passed today, gr- right? 77. Okay. Greatest second baseman in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling Reavers this, that when you're my age and you have followed baseball since you were 10, you know, you you have your all-time team, sure. right? And you go back and you argue with guys about whether Ruth should be the right fielder or Aaron or something. Uh, Joe Morgan's my second baseman in later life after seeing him. I think he's because it's him or Rogers Hornsby. And I'm not going to take some white guy who, you know, from 100 years ago, right? Okay. But uh, yeah, today's 77. Now, I I wasn't aware he'd been ill. You were, you said? Yeah, he had had um, issues, I think, for a couple of years. Seaver. K-Line, who was 85. Okay. Bob Gibson, who was 84, but you thought he was indestructible watching him. And he had battled the cancer for a few years. Yes, yes. Lou Brock, 81, which surprised me he was that old. Yep, agreed. And uh, that's... Whitey Ford. And Whitey Ford, who just died at 91, and... His liver should be sent to Cooperstown. How did he make it to 91? (laughs) That's what I was was actually going to ask you that question. Because Whitey had that red... He always had that red glow about him. It was very nice guy, I guess, quiet guy. You know, he was unlike Martin and Mantle. Who were his drinking buddies, right? He was there for the fights. He just didn't get involved, I think. <laughs> he let them do the fight, fighting, Mantle oh. and Mantle. And, but that, that hell-raising Yankee crew, he was like the Martin and him and Mantle. He was the third wheel. Yep. And But he was, you know, Whitey was... Uh, in New York, he was like nobody day. Hey, Whitey, it was all Whitey and Yogi. Whitey, Whitey was the pitching equivalent of Yogi. They were the beloved, right? The beloved figures. And Whitey was the, uh, I suppose today you'd call him a junk ball and lefty, but you know he was he was he was the craftsman of of all time. Man, I bet he had some stories. April eleventh, nineteen sixty one, Twins first game ever, Yankee Stadium. Whitey versus Pete Ramos, mm-hmm. scoreless to the seventh. Bob Allison hits a home run in left field down in the down in the corner there where it gets short. Yep, to break a scoreless tie, and then the Twins got three runs off him and ended up beating him six to nothing. Pete Pete shot him out on three hits, and I said the other day on Twitter at three o'clock that afternoon we were going to win the pennant. <laughs> <laughs> Because we beat the Yankees. And Whitey... We've never lost to the Yankees. And the only question is, what bar was Whitey Whitey at at 301? Went to afterwards, yes. I'm saying the game was played in New York, so it started at noon. By the way, defending American League champs had lost to the Pirates in the Mazeroski home run. Mm -hmm. 14,000... 500 on opening day, something like that. Under 15,000 people. Under 15,000 people. That's incredible. It is. And uh, and the, the Twins, the Twins, we ended up only 38 behind them. Oh, well, they yeah, I mean, a, that's okay. You still got the one win. They won 108 and the Twins yeah. won 70. Oh, I'm sure they didn't sweat that <laughs> opening day loss. No, the Twins were... Uh, Seven. We only lost ninety that year because the two of them got rained out and they never had to make them up. So uh, anyway, yeah, the uh, Yanks were uh, baseball attendance in the sixties is one of the most interesting. The Red Sox. Oh, look at the, the, the Cubs. Year, the Red Sox have a year where they're in the four hundred thousands. Yeah, 
The uh, Twins averaged $1.4 million from 61 through 70, mm-hmm. led the American League in attendance. That was the highest. They led yeah. the American League in attendance. The yeah. Yankees, you know, now the Yankees starting in 65 went into the famous Horace Clark era where they were bad. CBS owned them. CBS bought them. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. They had a guy named Mike Burke. And, the, you know, the people were just, you know, the mantle got old. Maris left. And, uh, you know, everybody got old, you know. And uh, they were bad until uh, George bought them, actually. George brought them, I think, bought them in 72 or 3 and start brought them back. But, uh, yeah, the Yankees back then, they, you'd go there. I, I never went there, obviously, before my time. But, uh, you know, they, they'd draw 8,000 on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's summer. remarkable. Yeah, it is. It's uh, Fenway was basically empty. Yeah, well, the Twins... You know, you got to think when they were drawing one point, I think high one fours is, they might have hit one. I don't think they ever hit one five. But they didn't play a day game, a night game, until May. <laughs> and once you got after Labor Day, maybe maybe a week after Labor Day, the last two, three weeks of September, you didn't, you only played day games. Wow. Because of the weather. Yeah, you know, it was just a concession. And no television. Issues. No, 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 no. They yeah, didn't. No regional. There was no TV. Fox Sports North to tell you. Now I, mean, you're gonna... I mean, you'd have. Yeah. You'd go to a game in September when they were good, and they draw four thousand. Okay, we got to go to work. Yeah. God, we can't be going to a ball game paying four bucks to get but in. But we think the people. We, we think now go... that the people used to go. Yeah. Yeah. We can't go. Yeah. Ooh, Met Stadium. We. We can't go to a ball game, pay three and a half bucks to get in, and then a buck for a beer, for God's sakes. <laughs> you don't want to cost you for a beer, a hot dog, and a and a bag of chips? Four to three dollars, for God's sakes. Throw in the program, 25 yeah. cents. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. We can't be doing that. I remember the last game at Met State, Twins game. Yes. Which I think was against Kansas City. 81. Yeah, I can't remember. September was, right? 81, 81, right? Yeah. And I went to, to that game. And in retrospect, now it was empty, thirteen thousand. Yeah, I remember that. And you got were you one of the drunken youth? No, I was eleven years old. Okay, my well, mom took me to the game, but the youth was. Chant, I wish, but a lot of college youth was there. There was sure. Remember that audience? How young it was? You might not remember. I remember that. And <laughs> Calvin just the game ended. Calvin, they were going to have a ceremony where they dug up home. Plate. I remember this. Yes. They're going to dig up home plate. I stuck around. For Calvin it. didn't even. Bothered to go. He was went to the press room to have a drink, and they started chanting the crowd, Calvin, Calvin, Calvin. So he came out. You know, Calvin, They somebody hauled him out of there. He waddled out from the press room, <laughs> down the steps, came out, and the, hey, Calvin, because he was, it was almost a, it was a comic thing from the college yeah. students were saying, hey, Calvin, and Calvin, you know, here's the crowd saying goodbye to Calvin and Met Stadium and thank you for bringing the team here. And he gave everybody hell for not coming to the game more. So we, otherwise we wouldn't have had to move down to that terrible dome stadium in Minneapolis. He basically is a PR man to the end at Met Stadium. Browbeat him for not going to yeah, ball games. Gave us, gave us hell for not being there. And I was covering it, but. Gave us hell for not being there in bigger numbers. And now we had to go to this lousy stadium downtown. Yeah, it was wrong. No, but he was. Uh, but he was. Uh, My greatest regret is I, I missed press rooms. I missed oh, the God. era yeah, of the, the press, real room. press room. The yeah, real not, press not room. the lunch room. That Even, they have you now. know, and they, it the never real really room. got replicated at the Metrodome. It never got. I mean, they still would. You could still get a drink afterwards. Yeah. But, uh, right. but the, you had a real. Real room downstairs. Yeah. There was a press room downstairs, and you could eat lunch or whatever before the game, and there was no charging or anything. But, and you could have a drink. I guess they did. I don't think they had any pregame drinks down there like you did at the old Met. But the other thing is, if you went down there, I mean, it was closed. Forty, You'd write, and they'd be closed when you went down there. Back in the day, you know, you'd leave at 2.30 in the morning. You know, the bartender... <laughs> Somebody'd have to drive the bartender already home, and because uh, he'd be hammered. But 
uh, you know, they'd say, hey, lock it up. Billy Robertson and Jimmy Robertson would say, lock it up when you leave, boys. You know. I missed it. I'm very sorry I missed that. <laughs> well, uh, the funniest thing, and I've told this story, is I wrote, you know, there were hot rumors. When were we going to go to Seattle? We were going to go to Seattle in seven, maybe my first year. Maybe my second. Mid-70s, right? Before. Yeah, mid-70s. Because Seattle in. was suing them. Yep. Was suing them. <laughs> and so, and Calvin was trying to get out because the tenants had just gone to tank completely. And he, his TV money, which looked great in 61, wasn't, you know, TV radio money wasn't that much. And and they lost a doubleheader at Oakland. I have to look it up. It was 74 or 75 that knocked them. They'd been playing better than anticipated. and But this, like, Oakland came to town, beat them too, and I wrote a, a lead on this doubleheader with a little lead on top, and I said, it was a two-act play that could have been called Death of a Franchise, you know? And, you know, there's Death of a Salesman was a famous play, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I had just about that. That wasn't a lead. <laughs> the, the Big headline of the St. Paul paper, A star in death of franchise, <laughs> and the Twins went nuts. <laughs> the Twins went nuts. Arnold Gaithel uh, called me up. Uh, <laughs> Arnold Gaithel called me up and uh, was a sports editor and had to have a meeting with me. And he didn't want to be the sports editor that drove the Twins out of town, like, you know. <laughs> but the Twins, when they... That was like the last day of a homestand. When they came back, they'd put up a sign, press room closes one hour after game. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, the Angels happened to be in town, and they had three. They had a threesome of uh, of uh, Hoggy Miller from the L.A. papers. Hoggy Miller, Johnny Stedman, and uh, Don Mary from Long Beach. And they saw that sign on the wall in there, and they burned it. <laughs> and that was the end. The room stayed open. They basically, so the Angels guys. They basically lit it on fire. Oh <laughs> and then, you know, the, everything, and, you know, so the Twins got over it. Oh. Twins got over it. Yeah, they got over it. But it was, I'll never forget the good. What happened to that sign? I said, I came down after the game. I said, what happened to that sign? And Hoggy Miller was kind of the leader of the three guys, Dick Miller from the, I think he was the Times guy. We burned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. you would have had fun in those press oh, rooms. Man. Yeah. All right, we'll do this again next week. All righty. Hey, I just got a text. Jorge Polanco underwent surgery. Guess what kind? Successful. Successful. All right. Hey. Congratulations. All right, good. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.